0: Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by
1: Visionaries Global Media Your
2: number one source For podcasting entertainment Visionaries Global Media Envisioning excellence On a global scale <laughs> So you know how I left uh, the bar after the show the other night and went back to the venue venue to collect Hound Mouth oh, to kind of load out and whatnot? Yeah. But I was gone for that. like Yeah, yeah. I was gone for a little bit of time, came back with Matt and Caleb from Hound Mouth, and as soon as we walked in the bar, oh, like, yeah. a swarm of people, yeah. of course, because they're a big famous, well, they're a big rock band, and I'm just me, but it was just so funny. Like, very attractive women. Plenty of men just immediately swarmed, and it made me think like, yeah, no, "What mean, if it were... was us? <laughs> Could you imagine us, the Brainbuster Boys?" Oh yeah, you know,
1: Brainbuster um, Boys. I, I noticed that too, and and I, I uh, kind of watched sort of like how each of them like like I guess Matt is is the one that that I talked to the most, and like how like he was like how he like engaged with yeah. fans, you know. And I think we you know maybe scratched up on that in the interview, yeah. but I, I thought that was interesting too. Um, I was probably gone while you were doing that. I went to agave yeah. and I, I remember
2: and had to. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you had an emergency. You yeah, had an yeah, yeah. I got that in that and then I came back, now.
1: and it still took me a little bit to get back into ship shape. And, but, but
2: Yeah, you definitely yeah. caught a third wind. That's for sure. But yeah, lastly though, for us to get to that point though, I guess it would take John Silver having oh, prob- to come to probably. our house to When's that, that, right? that going to
1: happen? You know. At uh, least-
2: i don't know we're, we're about a year and a half then so yeah, i don't know Maybe that another year and a half. Is good. yeah and that is how we define success in this is that he comes yes, over and beats the shot. where is the recording oh here it is
0: It.
2: All right, welcome to the Brainbuster Boys, episode 66. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>
1: did not really think of the double on timer, but anyways, uh how's it going, Mahalo?
2: Uh aloha. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Uh spirits are good, uh physically and mentally a little foggy from the weekend and else. I've had a, like some bad stomach shit going on the past few days. Oh, oh, I I had this nausea that kept
1: veering in and out on Saturday, and I just kind of didn't know yeah. when it was gonna go. Like, like it was just you know, kind of random um until just I ate my before frozen. the show no the, no 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 on sunday
2: i'm sorry yeah, oh okay yeah
1: yeah yeah post show no not yeah, before so, the yeah, show i was it had Shep nothing Shep
2: to Shep. do with our actions or activities saturday night at all i'm sure no
1: no no uh, well, one no, of my favorite parts is we were talking about recording tomorrow once we blew past 4 a.m i was just like "Yeah, we're not recording
2: sunday. nope <laughs> we have become essentially a monday night tuesday morning podcast and yep. hey that's just the way it is um yeah. But uh, yeah, you may have heard in our Cold Open, we uh had a wonderful time Saturday night seeing our good friends Houndmouth yes. in concert here in Covington, Kentucky, Madison Theater. For those of you who listened to our wonderful interview with them back in the fall, uh they're great people, put on a hell of a show. If they come near to a town near you, you should definitely go see them.
1: Yeah, oh no, you totally should. We had a absolute blast. Um especially yeah, like the, the before and after i was gonna during. say before yeah.
2: during and
1: after yeah yeah it, it was just a very comp- comprehensively like good
2: it, it was a wonderful night i remember life. rich yeah. at one point when we were at the bar the hannaford after the show and like evan was there who i talked to earlier but didn't know he was gonna be there then my buddy Seth the other and then i ran into like tons of old friends and roommates and rich like what a roster we got at this bar just so many people i knew or we knew and friends yeah. no and oh, no no aside no. from the band who came with us to the bar as well so no,
1: and we, we definitely took it over you know it was definitely oh, yeah a, it was it was definitely a lot of fun um yeah it was i mean just just every it had multiple phases multiple yeah. places you know um yeah you know it like i i don't know like it definitely reminded me of like what do you call it
2: like an epic night like when i was in my 20s like it definitely it was a a Annie for sure and as you mentioned yeah we unfortunately blew past 4 a.m but uh hey sometimes it happens
1: well well, we were watching a bunch of aw so we were watching we
2: were actually showing my buddy seth who was like a big fan back in the attitude era who still has a big appreciation for wrestling i know he'd never seen mjf and i know he would love mjf and he sure did. And we watched a ton of MJF clips. Did. Yeah,
1: no, we pretty much yeah, covered the whole
2: gamut. And then okay. one of my favorite just random interviews was, it was like before, like the pre-show of Survivor Series 2016 uh-huh. with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho right. just roasting Tom Phillips, well, the interviewer. It was just, it's so good.
1: Well, and we like saw a lot of MJF stuff like, behind the scenes is a poor word for it. Um, but like, you know, um, at like fan conventions, yeah, so like, on. yeah. What, what like were you made fun of like grease. a disabled person?
2: Like, you know, <laughs> like where you like? Yeah. Window? The guy was in like a wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no line for him, which, uh, as we know, I mean, we got to experience it here in Cincinnati when he called Brian Pillman Jr.'s mother, methody. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, there's no line the man won't cross and, uh, that's why we love, him. but, uh, I know you also. Well, before we get into that, uh just wanted to touch on it since we're, we've covered the NBA here on this podcast. It's been a little while. I mean, that was we were... Sunday, though.
1: We, we, uh, it was a good Sunday, too, despite like yeah.
2: feeling like utter shit. Yeah. So, uh, two game sevens yesterday, the first two of the playoffs, and they were both blowouts. But um, Bucks, Celtics was exciting in the first half, and Giannis and the rest of them just ran out of gas without having Chris Middleton. It was always going to be an uphill battle. But The true surprise of the playoffs and what a lot of pundits are calling one of the most shocking and surprising losses in NBA history, Luca Spencer Dinwiddie and the Dallas Mavericks just absolutely throttled the best team in the league all year. The Phoenix Suns, they were up 42 at one point. I think they won by 32 on the road in a game seven. Suns were the heavy finals favorites coming into the playoffs, almost by like double any other team. Um, So it was a shock. Weirdly, every series, every game in that series was a blowout. There was not a single crunch time minute, so to speak, played in the series. And the home team won every game except this one, and it was never even a fucking game. I don't yeah. know if you watched any of it or I, I, I you some, heard about it.
1: Yeah, it yeah was... I saw that they're up 30 at halftime and like <laughs> what a fun western conference finals that's
2: gonna be. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like
1: Luca versus like the Warriors, who've kind of like maybe not reached their peak with Durant, but are kind of like you know, back at a you know, yeah, at a
2: championship it. contender. Yeah, they're they're the current favorite right now, actually. Right. Um yeah. But, yeah, I, so people on this show don't really know, and you may know a little, but I fell in love with Spencer Dinwiddie oh, years yeah. ago on the Suns. Had a ACL injury last year. Came back, middled with Washington earlier this year. Gets traded to Dallas. So I, like, bought Wizards gear in the offseason because they got Montrez as well, who also got traded. So my Wizards fandom lasted about four or five months, and then I'm like, well, he went to Dallas. They got Luka. That's my team. Yeah, And, you know, that's – I'm only saying, that, like, I'm not like a Mavericks fan, but that's mm-hmm. who I've been pulling for the rest of the year. And uh, boy, that was a fun one to watch. I mean, Luca had as many points as the Suns at half 27.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's pretty well done. So, actually, uh, I, on Saturday morning, I was hanging out and uh, I. Uh, so, do you know what a Maverick is? Where the term comes from? I actually researched that. I, I, I can't, That was one of my Wikipedia. I'm holes.
2: Thinking back on the film Maverick. Uh, yeah. um
1: but we, you know you think about maverick like is it like, like a always, gambler well no well like you always think of sarah palin being like john mccain's a maverick you yeah know? like 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 i've always thought it was like a rebel cowboy and a lot yeah, of it's yeah. informed by that logo but where the term comes from it is it, it um it originates from a unbranded cattle or an unbranded horse like basically a wild horse
2: or a wild bull you know. head that cowboys would ride potentially i mean or why yeah, they're the, synonymous yeah. with mavericks yeah but yeah but potentially yeah it originates from like an animal
1: that's like typically domesticated but is wild what is like the dallas mavericks like mascot it's a horse it's it all- is a horse okay well, well, yeah well currently it's a horse but their old one remember was the m with the basketball and the cowboy hat on it well, yeah but i'm yeah.
2: yeah more so i guess like in the arena you know when you have your mascot i guess is it a horse
1: now i, I don't I know think so yeah because it okay. said, like, like, a Mustang, which is, you know, a, wild, yeah. like a, a Mustang is a Maverick.
2: Wow. Wild, uh, yeah, yeah, wild so. horses. Is. Weirdly oh. enough, on uh, my computer, like, the search bar, like, three little owls just popped up on it. It was very strange. That's uh, weird. The owls are not what they seem. I've heard that before. I've heard heard that before. I don't David Lynch. Is he a friend? But no. (laughs) He was a wacko. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I still can't believe that day he just poofed into my kitchen. Yeah. Oh. That was almost a year ago, wasn't it? It was was, almost last early June. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't do that again. Yeah. And that I think that was one week after hot bugs, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Oh. I did see that I did see that there's supposedly like a small number of brood X quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> Cic- <laughs> that was worse than Lanch Archer. Uh, cicadas <laughs> that are allegedly coming back to the region at some point. <laughs> brood X, I would love a. What, what do you think comes on a brood X quesadilla? If you had to, I mean, I, don't know. You uh, I read be something spicy. I,
1: I, I read something about like, so um, Matt Jones, you know, uh, posted something about Oscar Sheboy eating like bugs somewhere. And like, and someone like on the replies was like, you know, in- insect proteins, the future and stuff like that. So I remember Stade's um,
2: like went to Jungle Gyms, which is like the super grocery store that has just random shit and bought like grasshoppers out of a package. Yep and like yeah. we were just eating them it was like okay this is kind of weird and it's not that bad but yeah, yeah i guess it is a great source of protein yeah speaking of matt jones i sent him my resume i think i told you this for an ohio valley wrestling internship this summer well, so uh, who knows uh what may come of that but let's uh let's see what we can do with that cat you think.
1: know so, yeah,
2: I know you saw uh, what is it, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Yesterday. Yes, I was about yes, to say yes. Multiverse of Matches, which was what Impact called their wrestling. Oh, really? Did. did they? That's pr- that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was a good yeah. show, too. Uh, um, yeah, no, no, I, yeah, you saw it. First off, what'd you think? And secondly, take us through your fun theater experience yesterday. Well, well I, I have call- not heard yet, so I'm like,
1: excited. I, I kept calling it. I kept like kind of laughing to myself because I kept calling it Doctor Strange and The Hangover from Hell.
2: <laughs> that's what I was about to... Which I think we're still kind of experienced.
1: No, it's like, so. Spoiler alert! Well, I'm gonna talk spoilers. So uh, Wanda, you know, so it's more of a sequel to
2: WandaVision.
0: Yeah. Than Doctor Strange. If you haven't
2: Hell. seen the film and want to skip ahead.
1: Yeah, but uh, Wanda completes a full heel turn. Like she's the villain. Okay. While in, Wanda like busts people's heads open. Like murders <laughs> just tons tight. of. People. Yeah, she so, murders
2: the same like storyline. So I'm not a Marvel guy, as you know, but it's like the same storyline as WandaVision. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it picks up. You know, essentially after where that left off, where she wants to, okay, like find her kids that she it, could. But Yeah, yeah, but uh, so uh, a couple of things noteworthy to this podcast. I guess my general thing was like. There's some cool visual elements to it. The story kind of like all the plot beats are cool because like it's sort of a horror movie. It's directed by Sam Raimi, who did um, yeah.
2: So it, that's a big reason Lee's so Yeah, far. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, been yeah. watching all the Evil Dead movies because an Evil Dead video game just came out. Oh wow! So he's been running through it, and then I'm like, I just realized that Sam Raimi directed this. So I'm like, whoa, that's kind of fucked. But it, it, it yeah, is. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: like it, like it does. It has some good horror elements. Like Wanda is basically the monster, and the whole movie is like Wanda chases the. through different universes
2: and i guess she's not a villain in the show no when wandavision she's the
1: pro. but like in wandavision she creates she takes this whole town in new jersey and like controls all these people to create a sitcom world that helps her process her grief that's essentially yeah yeah. and so like you know it's a terrible thing that she does and like the show doesn't completely explore the ramifications of that and this kind of does in a very sloppy way but like
2: all all the plot beats are kind of like that sounds like the Greg Goldman hour a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know the, the visuals are cool. How we get to, from plot beat to plot beat's a little flimsy. But um, one thing that is relevant is so Patrick Stewart is Professor X in this, and mm-hmm. he is the Professor X from X Men: The Animated Series. He has the yellow hover wheelchair. Uh-huh. He has the green suit, and they play Ron Wasserman's theme.
2: Not all wasy, yeah. Yeah, they they they
1: they, <laughs> they they play that. That's tight. Yeah, so they, so um, I mean, it's not the same person, but it's heavily influenced by it. And I saw that, and I'm happy for uh our friends Julie and Eric LeWald. So they got to see their Professor X actually, you know. Yeah, that's and, tight. And so, something heavily inspired by that appear on screen. Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. So here here's the real drama here. <laughs> yeah, um, give us the juice. So I so I show up in there, and like it's Sunday afternoon, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go see this movie. And you're um,
2: experiencing the hangover from hell.
1: Oh yeah, hangover from hell. And and I'm like, no one's gonna be in there. I'll be able to like sit by myself. I walk in there, everybody's in there. I'm like, I, you know. And so God, I find man. I find seats in the back on the side where there's two of them. And I'm just like, great, no one's gonna want to sit by me. I lean back. Are you
2: solo? Are you solo? Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I'm yeah. solo. You're Han. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I'm Han. And I I, I le- so the seat goes all the way back. It's almost like I'm laying 180 degrees, yeah. like laying in bed. Um, so I'm like, that's a little weird um but <laughs> anyways tight. like like this is literally one of the worst crowds i've ever watched a movie with in my entire life Uh-oh. um like and this is the type of movie where people would like clap at stuff like whenever professor x shows oh, up oh
2: yeah
1: and so john, <laughs> and, and then john krasinski plays mr fantastic
2: i did see he was in it yeah. so is this weekend two for the yeah, movie this, or? Yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i knew it was still pretty weekend. new
1: yeah yeah so like those are like like designed to be those clappable moments. I wanted to yeah. avoid that. And like the crowd didn't clap, but the crowd did literally everything else. The guy in front of me like like had a phone conversation. no <laughs> like,
0: way. He on- <laughs> yeah,
1: like 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 he did it low enough. Like, I guess he was being quote unquote courteous, but it was just like, dude, what are you doing?
2: That's like unwritten rule number one. Oh, yeah. Like, like I was, a the, movie.
1: the most blatant violation of movie decorum yeah. I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. And
2: like, this guy. How long, was, how long was he on the phone?
1: Well, long enough where he walked out once, he came back in, was still on the phone, then he walked oh out again. God. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. God. Just then,
2: hang. I mean, unless it's like a life emergency or something, you know, someone's sick or dying or whatever like stay off your fucking phone guy oh yeah it was off and
1: then like there was this group of people i assume like there weren't enough seats for all four of them to sat together so they sat two and two and this one dude kept on getting up and like going to like the other people which like they were sitting in the middle swath and i was on the left side and he kept standing up and he was like in the view of the screen i was just like dude like stop this (laughs) again another
2: pretty basic Unwritten yeah. rule of the f- going to the movies, yeah.
1: And then they just wound up leaving. It's just like there was a showing at four o'clock and four twenty. I saw the four o'clock, and like you know, they bad um, call there. I, know, right? <laughs> I, I should have, yeah. But well, well, I mean, if I saw the I apparently they left and went to the 420 because oh, they wow. kept like getting up and sitting down. There were kids like with their like crinkly thing. Oh, um, God. yeah, it was just pandemonium in there, and I was just like, <laughs> You guys have gotta stop. This how is long is the movie? Two hours, okay. Um, but yeah, like like literally. I, I, I want to support movie theaters. I really do. And like you know, I've had some good experiences like since COVID. I've been to the movie theater like less than a handful of times. But it's like, you know, like I don't this. Think is I just, have yeah, since COVID. But yeah, th- this is sort of just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this shit. Like now it at home, you so know? much like, I don't shit
2: wanna... now is coming like straight to HBO Max or whatever. Yeah. Like I was never a big movie goer to begin with for whatever reason but yeah the last i know i brought it up but the last one i saw was once upon a time in la hollywood yeah yeah. (laughs) what is once upon a time in la is that something else maybe i don't know there's a once upon a time in america or the west Eh, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, that's the seth mcfarland thing yeah um but anyways yeah like you know i want to believe in the movie going experience because like that's the type of movie you would want to see like that Cause For there's sure. some cool stuff. Like it's like, like the Marvel stuff I like is the real psychedelic stuff that they do. And this was definitely one of those things. And so, yeah, yeah but, but it was just like, God, this crowd fucking sucks. Like I, <laughs> I would have I rather watch this in my bed at home.
2: So, um, oh, you know, like, yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I think man, the only
2: you, movies I can truly pinpoint that I've seen in the theater, let's say in the last six, seven years were any Tarantino film, and then the first two new star wars movies i didn't even see i still have yet to see the third don't don't, don't bother that, fuck yeah, that, that that's movie. basically what i heard yeah yeah uh, but um but yeah but like, i saw hateful aid i saw django i saw inglorious like all of those in theaters of course, yeah, of you know, course the, once upon a time in la
1: yeah and like when tarantino's one of the last like artsy you know like like who still does big theater movies the rest of them will go straight to you know, which, which like, I don't, which I don't mind that either. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll watch your, I'll, I'll stream your movie. You know, I
2: remember you, you saw Dune in the theater, right? Oh yeah, and that's definitely worth seeing in theater. See, I didn't, but I, I really liked it. I know a lot of people didn't like. I think it may have been Chad Diesel on one of their shows a while back where both kind of ripping on it. I, and again, I'd heard kind of, you know, some shit about it, and it's slow and it takes forever. But I was into it, and I frankly don't remember it super well right now. But yeah, whenever that second one comes out, I'll probably see that in the theater. Oh yeah, no. Got to get the Villeneuve. Well, um, they, they've also cast sweeping um, air shots with that noise. Oh,
1: and and they also just recently cast Christopher Walken as the. Emperor, did see, as, I did he's, see. I did see that. Yes, the Emperor of the Universe.
2: That is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's the Emperor of the Universe, so it's it should be pretty cool, but uh,
2: <laughs> you put the watch. The only place you can think of yeah, up his ass. Uh, <laughs> So probably but, yeah. the greatest Christopher Walken scene in history is that Pulp fiction scene. No, it is. But... He's in it for like one scene, three minutes, talking about putting a watch up his ass. And it's yeah. tremendous. Yeah, Doctor
1: Strange. I'd say between a 6.5 out of 10, 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, uh, had a, Had a good time, but humanity took the L. You know, yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Much like when I got hit by the car, you know, oh, come on, humanity. Like yeah, you know, come on,
2: you gotta be better than this. Christ. Well, well, we know they're not, unfortunately. But yeah. uh hey, uh, we're just gonna talk about dynamite today because you didn't watch rampage and it was just okay. I'll touch on at least one thing from it, but um dynamite was great. And you got anything before we get to it? Never. Okay. Well, I guess we got to talk about balls, though. Hey, Beaumont. Huh? (laughs) Did you you know that sweaty sack summer is approaching? And it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort. Ooh, I like that. Manscaped have spent two years... Two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Woo! We have not yet had the honor of testing these out, but I can say we will soon, and I guarantee you it is the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, TM, so you know it's serious. Lord. I think it's time <laughs> I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe. And get 20% off and free shipping by using the code BBB at manscaped.com. Neato. Yeah,
1: let's just think about gills for your groin. Let's just let that image sit for a little bit. But let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped on a waistband of your underwear. Lordy, it's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to... Pleasure Town. Oh. Whoa. Um, thank, but obviously, this is thanks to the Lonmore 4.0, which I did use this week again. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. The, the best electric trimmer for below the waist trimming. The trimmer offers skin safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. Uh, but outside of ball trimming, they're now focusing their efforts on helping out your thigh slappers. <laughs> <laughs> in other ways with the game-changing boxers. These boxers' features include the jewel pouch, TM, like you said. Yep. A pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space line with perforated performance fabric to keep them well-ventilated. Basically, just imagine your balls sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. I can't uh, wait to get these. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's the micromodal fabric, which is joseph buttery soft breathable
0: <laughs>
1: keeping your cucumber cool walk run strut these moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking the sweat i pulled out my dictionary uh the tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bathroom bricks, quick and efficient I thought it was going to be a sex thing but whatever Uh, you can choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes from small to 3XL for all of my guys out there So speaking of all of my guys, uh, what should all of my guys do to
2: get... All of my dudes, you should. And I think these are pretty new as of today, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's their new product. It's pretty But you should go to Manscaped.com and you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB. That's 20% off and free shipping using the code BBB at Manscaped.com. Once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. And as you know, your balls will thank you. Hey, nada. Cut yourself some slack. Okay. All Elite Wrestling's Wednesday Night Dynamite on May 11th, 2022. Live from the UBS Arena in Long Island, New York.
1: The home yeah, that, of MJF. Yeah, that was, and the Long Island was a big uh, topic. The show. Oh, yeah.
2: Just like it. I mean, it feels like they weren't there. It was not that long ago because it was during the uh CM Punk feud with MJF when he was it, so it had to have been like February, I think. Yeah,
1: and, and did you say it was was it Nassau Coliseum? That's for the, the islanders UB,
2: the UBS Arena. I don't okay. know if it's the same building. Um because
1: yeah, that's where the islanders play They apparently play in like a really old building that's just explicitly used for hockey i think it's called the nassau coliseum um, yeah
2: i I definitely know that building um yeah so this is a new arena Mm -hmm. opened a multi-purpose arena located in belmont park in elmont new york opened on november 19th 2021 it is the home of the new york islanders replacing the nassau coliseum so there you go yes sir a brand new arena um but, uh, yeah, so last time Long Island crowd was obviously very hot for MJF, treating him like a baby face, and uh, that's essentially what happens again. But um, we start, and we've got, uh, what, three Owen Hart uh, quarterfinal matches, two on the men's side, one on the women's side. And the first one uh, was my favorite match of the night, and that was Adam Cole defeating Dax Harwood in a classic Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart style matchup. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, I mean, that was definitely the
2: intention. Yeah, I mean, we all know Harwood and Cash are big heart guys. And Adam Cole, notably while he was in NXT, was, you know, under the wing of Shawn Michaels. The way he works, pretty similar to Shawn Michaels. And he even, you know, Cole always does the super kicks. But this time he tuned up the band like Shawn would when he was in the corner, kind of getting ready for it. Um, so yeah, they were definitely going with that kind of dichotomy and for Daxty to lose by, uh, the sharpshooter had to be a tough blow for him, but, uh, damn, I thought this was a heck of a match and probably my favorite Adam Cole match. I'd say, well, he had the two with hangman are really good, but outside right. of those, my favorite one of his in quite a while.
1: Yeah, no, I thought this was, uh, yeah, for something that, you know, you kind of expected Adam Cole to win just cause you know, like it kind of like. I guess I had a little bit of hope for Dax just because it's the Owen Hart tournament and stuff.
2: I did for but, sure, but but, yeah, but, deep but down. as a
1: singles person and like all these like you know anti AEW people will complain about Adam Cole getting bare, you know, yep. And I and yep. and and, 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 I, and I do think like you know like if you were to lose that, that would be palpable. So for sure. so so, so to, to not make that palpable, I think was a ultimately
2: a, a net positive, at win for for. I Aiden. agree, but I but, but, think but, Adam Cole's probably going to win this tournament is sure. my guess i mean obviously we don't know who the joker is yet uh, miro johnny gargano cesaro kind of the top three names that are trickling around out there um but yeah i think it's adam cole's uh to win just because yeah. like you said i mean you know he came in so hot and built up and yeah he's won a lot of matches but any big match he's lost he lost yes. the two title matches against uh hangman and then he lost his last match even though it was unsanctioned with orange cassidy right. um so yeah as a way to keep giving him some heat and keeping him you know on the upper part of the card mm. and as we've kind of talked about with kenny omega potentially coming back sometime soon and you know those even though the undisputed elite is all together right now with the bucks you know there's definitely going to be uh something going on whenever that
1: happens. Yeah, some sort of shake up in that storyline which which will be good um, but yeah I mean not to take away from this match this match was a lot of fun you know this yeah, this great was, you know yeah like I agree was, with you this is the best match of the night for sure and the
2: main event was great but that was obviously and we'll get there more of just a car crash you know stunt yeah, yeah, yeah. fest which was great and it what it, uh, it is what it was but uh in terms of just straight technical quality wrestling I was very entertained by this. Again, love the Brett and Michael's callbacks. Um, Dax even did the thing Brett Hart does where he was thrown into the corner and he went like sternum first into the turnbuckles. Mm. That was always the classic Brett Hart thing that he did. Um, and yeah, just great chemistry from these two. And I mean, Dax Harwood, every single singles match he's had, which I think is like four or five at this point, I think I've got them all at like four, four and a quarter stars. The guy goes out and delivers every single time um so let's get the tag belts on let's get make them three triple tag team champions right yeah
1: yeah no yeah we i definitely would like to see that um you know like i said just 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 good wrestling matches you know just just solid all around
2: yeah and really just this whole show like there wasn't really a segment that missed like i thought this whole show was great both main event and the opener were both awesome Every other match, I think, was at least three stars, if not more. Like, everything was just good to great on this show. Right. Um. So, yeah, this was just a great way to set the tone. And, uh, yeah, a bit of a bummer that Dax lost. And, you know, kind of the the sentimental pick, I think, for a lot of people. But, again, in terms of hierarchy, rankings, whatever you want to say, uh, Adam Cole definitely needed the win more. Yes. But I guess it would have been nice maybe if Harwood was matched up against someone different and maybe he could have gotten a win but yeah yeah this
1: is this this was a big load to blow for the quarterfinals you know (laughs) yeah yeah
2: for sure but yeah good stuff and adam cole will go on to face the winner of the main event darby allen and jeff hardy which we will get to uh next is hangman comes out to the commentary desk and cm punk who if we recall when he was when they were in Long Island last time, he was treated as a heel because he was going up against CM Punk. So he kind of leans back into this here, which I don't you probably didn't know, but the jersey he was wearing, Tavares, like that um, was one of like the Islanders' young, very hot, good players that signed with the Maple Leaves a few years uh, really? ago. So that was kind with of the like divisional
1: a, opponent. Yeah.
2: So that was kind of shitting on the fans right there. Um, and, you know, he obviously played the heel in the match because John Silver, also a Long Island guy. They have so many Long Islanders. I yeah. Tony Nice as well, maybe Statlander. Wow. Um, but yeah, so CM Punk against our boy, John Silver. Um, it was about an eight minute match and, you know, a great match filling that time. And, oh, yeah. you know, Silver, of course, did his John Silver things. Uh, You know, his fast flurry of moves gets his kicks. He hit a big brain buster for a nice near fall DDT off the ropes. Um, But at the end of the day, Punk got the win with his version of the buckshot Lariat, which didn't look nearly as good as Hangman's. But um, again, just a a nice, very quality eight minute match. And, uh, you know, as much as we would have wished John Silver would get the W I mean, Punk's challenging for the world title, so he ain't losing this match.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, but, um, you know, part of me would just took toll us in the fact that it wasn't a squash, you know, yeah. like I think it could have easily been, you know, because like, you know, you have Hangman there on commentary, like the drama uh, is not in the ring, but rather after the match, you know, mm-hmm. like that, yep. that, that that's what you're building toward. But uh, no, I, I uh, you know, I, I I thought like, you know, they, they made this as fun as it could possibly be. And like, what a great tune-up match, you know, like like just seeing him against an opponent that like people like, you know that's for the sure. thing like seeing him go go up against and win like a decent you know a uh, uh, solidly competitive match you know against somebody people you know like it's you know a pretty good tune up for I think what's yeah. to come a uh, hangman yeah, on commentary you know uh, I thought he was uh, a little uh, missing there you know he's yeah. always
2: kind of been yeah like whenever they bring him out like and I feel like it's probably on him as much as anyone he's just not inserting himself in the conversation. Yep. like. He's proven that he can cut great promos now. It, it's not his strongest suit, but he's gotten a lot better at it. And yeah. I totally agree. Like when you trot him out there, like, I mean, maybe Tony Khan should say like, Hey, you need to talk more. Uh, yeah. But you're right. Like he's not really adding much to it no. other than just being I, out. I don't there.
1: really remember m- very, very many of his lines. Yeah. You know, th- 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 and that it's always said.
2: kind of been like that. And again, that's just kind of like the minor gripe of his whole title run that we've talked plenty about is just, he just doesn't feel like quite as big of a deal as he needs to Yeah, through some fault of his own, but a lot of it, no fault of his own for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked a million times. The matches are incredible. I still love him, but yes. But then yes, the post-match stuff. And I don't, you did not watch Dynamite last week. Did you? Uh- Because we didn't Uh, cover it. Maybe not. I mean, But like Hangman cut kind of like a Healy promo last Mm -hmm. week, Mm -hmm. or I guess like two weeks ago now at this point, like about destroying CM Punk. I'm going to destroy you like very heel tones. Mm -hmm. So I'm like starting to think, are they really going to not turn him heel, but have him kind of act as the heel? But Mm -hmm. it was reversed this week with Punk obviously setting the tone right away being Healy, you know, so he's basically like, Um, I used to wake up in the morning and ask myself if I was a good guy, I'd also ask myself if I was the champ, the answer was yes um punk he said i just destroyed your boy so at double or nothing i'm gonna shake your hand whether you're conscious or unconscious and he asked for a handshake and the hangman gave him the middle finger so
0: Ooh.
2: you know healy but uh i like yeah. there's at least some some juice kind of coming with this well, but well, it, shoot, well, it, we're well, uh, we're less it, than two weeks away
1: well and he has it's in chicago right you know he he has yeah, uh, vegas.
2: vegas vegas okay vegas Forbidden doors in chicago
1: okay so i got it mixed around okay um I mean, like, I guess, like, 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 like I think even the, the point is coaching. It's just, you know, like, who you, like, are you going to turn punk heel here? Like, it's definitely a face versus face thing. So you got sure. to add a it. And I and think now you know, they've
2: both kind of been on both sides at this point. So it'll yes. be interesting to see how these next two dynamites transpire. Mm-hmm. Cause I think they're both going to kind of come at it. You know, I th- it'll be interesting to really see during the match who the fans are kind of getting behind. Cause yeah, right. they could go either way here.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be, like, out of all his um, title bouts, the most interesting, you know, I guess, like, going in, you know, because, like, you didn't think he was going to lose to Danielson, even though those matches were barn burners, you know? Yeah. Or Cole, really, you know, they just kind of came too
2: early on, I feel like. Agreed. Yeah, I'd say this is the first legitimate shot he has to lose. And if you go back a few weeks, I picked him to lose, and I'm still sticking with that for now. We'll wait kind of till we get – to like pass the last dynamite to make some predictions. But yeah, it's gonna be amazing. And as yeah. I've said, like couldn't have believed one year ago thinking that this match was gonna happen, let alone for the AEW world title. So yeah, pretty nutty. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh we'll bypass the Jamie Britt Rebel <laughs> promo. Yeah. <and laughs> we get Danhausen making his AEW debut. Yes, sir. And losing in 15 seconds to Tony Nice with Smart Mark Sterling. And Smart Mark Sterling has been all over television lately on both mm-hmm. programs. And I fucking love it. He's with Nice, He's with Jade. He's with MJF. The guy crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, he gets on the mic. It was just what, like a running knee that Nice hit, kind of knocked mm-hmm. him out in the corner. That was yeah. bad. Obviously, this was more of an angle to set up. Hookhausen, which has yeah. been building for weeks mostly on rampage um so smart markets on the mic and complained that Nice, you know his entrance wasn't even televised and that he said tony niece is going to embarrass all your meme wrestlers and then here comes hook uh, who, who's who, a meme wrestler yeah, <laughs> he, he <laughs> absolutely he was made by a meme essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's now since transcended the meme um, but yeah, this has been kind of the slow build, and Hook had kind of kept denying him, and even when Danhausen left him a bag of chips in there, which was always Hook's thing, before he talked, all he would do was eat chips. Um, he refused the chips, but hey, now he came down to the aid of his new friend, Danhausen, and yeah. they will be having a match on the buy-in at Double or Nothing, and I think this will be a ton of fun. It's Hook and Danhausen against Tony Neese and smart Mark Sterling. Yeah. Which is really funny because on Rampage, Mark Sterling was complaining about how he's not a wrestler, but he really is. Yeah. <laughs> like he wrestles a lot in like indie promotions and whatnot. But uh-huh. obviously within the scope of AEW, he's only played the attorney character. Uh-huh. But I just got a kick out of that. He's like, I'm not even a wrestler. And mm-hmm. I- the guy, I love the guy and I can, you can just yeah. tell he's having so much fun and he's oh, really course. good in this role. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, this is obviously going to be a huge comedy match, but I'm sure it's going to be a blast and yeah, no, I bet I'm it looking will. forward to it. Yeah, and I'm no, happy I'm Tony too. is getting more time too. Cause yeah. you know, that's another guy that's really been lost in the shuffle and, uh, He's a good good athlete, the premier athlete. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As he goes by. But uh yeah, fun stuff here. Yes, sir. Um, and then I loved this. So we get to the MJF Wardlow segment, which again, hottest angle on the show. Always. It's MJF's world. We're all just living in it. But um they do the dark side of the ring promo which that was a vice a real vice show and they set it up exactly how they would on that show uh-huh. so like if you'd seen the show like this promo was exact it looked exactly like it jericho narrated it as he did for the show mm-hmm. and i loved how he stopped was like wait why am i doing this oh he's paying what okay cool so like kind of breaking the wall in that aspect Um, But that was just really cool. They had Barry Horowitz in there, who's like a long known jobber in WWE, who I think is also from Long Island. But yeah, just a very, very fun intro video. And then we get MJF Heroes Welcome in his Islanders jersey with MJF on the back. Uh, It's just so crazy how the guy is the biggest heel in the business everywhere, except Long Island, where he is beloved.
1: See, that was nice, you know. Like, it's nice to see kind of that inverse happening because, for like, sure, I think that's what a lot of people are watching it feel inside, but it's not what you're supposed to do, it's not what you're being directed to do by the story. But, uh, but it's like, awesome. you know, for like yeah, a little
2: one off, as they've oh, done. yeah, yeah, like, it's yeah, yeah. perfect.
1: I, I think he, I think he, uh, more than deserves to be celebrated,
2: absolutely. And he can flex his baby face muscles a little bit. And it was interesting because, you know, people were booing Wardlow as. You know, like I said, it's the inverse, but at the end, when he starts unloading on the security guards, then they all start, then they cheer. But um, just another, you know, incredible. This story has been incredible from the moment it started. I don't think there's really been anything negative or even like decent. Like all these segments have just been great. I think Uh, we did learn this time that um, he, Wardlow, if he wins, he will be let out of the contract with MJF. But if he loses, he will never get to sign an AEW contract, which I don't know how that works in case, yeah. babe. Like does he and Tony Khan have some sort of deal saying if you can't, well, I uh, guess, I guess and, and, technically he would just keep him in his contract. I guess so.
1: But MJ, there's also yes. the sort of friction about MJF leaving, which is like, obviously like, you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: which is only getting bigger and bigger. And it even just came out today. He did an interview on Barstool Sports Wrestling basically saying that he can't wait to leave this company. (laughs) So it's just incredible that that whole story is really kind of taken on a life of its own. And he's mentioning it on TV. He said, 2024, you know, he's been very candid in interviews, you know, I'm not signing shit until I can hit the open market. It also came out that Tony, like he's allegedly complaining about guys like punk Danielson, Cole, all these guys that came in after him that are getting paid a lot more than him. And admittedly, MJF, back up the Brinks truck. He deserves everything. He is the star of the show. Yes, he is. Um, No, that's Arn Anderson. But um, Tony Khan said, like, hey, I'm willing to pay you more, but you got to extend this contract rather than, hey, wait it out and let's talk. So it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, that's that's all beside the point. But you're absolutely right. It plays into this storyline for sure. Um, And, you know, now – I think Wardlow will probably win. I was kind of thinking MJF would get the first win and then maybe Wardlow gets his win back. Yeah, Because as we've talked, MJF has all these big matches and doesn't win them very often. I mean, he got the Derby win. He did beat Punk the first time. So it's not like he's losing every big match. Um, And, you know, they can always work their way out, you know, of this stipulation. Let's just say MJF wins you know you can find another story or route to another match again right um but yeah it's going to be riveting and um we got a nice callback to the sean spears so when he was in wwe his name was the perfect 10 ty dillinger Mm -hmm. so they did like that count all the way up to 10 and he put the 10 in the face award like that was his big gimmick in wwe so that was a cool little callback um, we learned that I didn't necessarily like this that he's has to take the 10 lashes just like Cody did. Like, can we get a little more creative here? Like, you've already but, done but, this but, but
1: it's also very WWE like having to get like a whip and like I bet they'll yeah. put like a pig snout on him, you know, <laughs> <might be>
0: right.
1: <laughs> like, 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 I really think like that, like, you know, like
2: one of those little ones with the string, yeah, because that's going been the my... whole they've been calling him piggy, which but, that's kind of the only lame part of this, I think. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah, I, I bet they'll do that. Like, I actually, might now, now right. they are talking about that, they might yeah. put a big snout on him. But, you know, obviously MJF had his conditions, and I just wish it was something different because we've just already done this. And he's a he's a creative guy. Um, but aside from that, he has to fight Sean Spears in the cage. I think that's this week, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah,
1: I believe so. Wardlow. Oh, no, oh, I think the, the lashes are this week. Oh, oh that's, that, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I the I match should
2: to... be next week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, MJF said Wardlow was 0-2 In a cage I could He wrestled Cody in a great cage match I couldn't remember another Other than Blood and Guts Which they won right. So I mean obviously if he's talking singles matches mm-hmm. I just couldn't pinpoint the other one It's probably easy and I'm just not thinking about it But anywho yeah. um, So it gets to the point where He can't sign the contract because he's in handcuffs And they have to uncuff him And I loved Spears You could see like the concern on his face, like you're really going to uncuff this guy. Cause you know what he's going to do. And what did he do? Beat the shit out of Yeah, yeah he and, did. And uh, put, put Mark Sterling through a table, um, which that's why on rampage, he was complaining. I'm not a wrestler. He was in his neck brace. Of course the guy fucking rules. Um, but yeah, war though, beat everyone up through the security guards all around, uh, punched spears and, uh, got his cheers as he deserves. And, uh, yeah, what an angle, and it's going to be a fucking awesome match.
1: Yeah, no, this is definitely the thing. I'm, I mean, Punk and uh, Hangman, like, you know, notwithstanding, like that and like this are the two things I'm easily the most excited for for Double Yeah, no, we've
2: only got three official match, well, four counting the buy-in. The two you mentioned, the buy-in, which you already talked yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going the to have to track a lot of stuff. Thunder Rosa, know? Serena Deeb. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of other stuff going on um but yeah those are the only three official matches less than two weeks away and i feel like this kind of happens a lot um but you know they're gonna announce a lot of matches this week they have to um but yeah great shit um then there was a brief video package with samoa joe um talking about facing the joker and then there was Jay lethal sanjay dutt and satnam singh which I'm 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 liking this story. I mean Satnam Sing aside, which has been fine. Like Sanjay Dutt is a guy I haven't seen a lot of but know of. And like mm-hmm. he's playing a nice little heel manager in here. Yeah. I'm happy to see Jay Lethal getting featured. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll see where it goes. And then we go into the FTW championship, in which uh, Ricky Starks gets the w again uh due to inadvertent interference from swerve strickland who i think probably was wanting ricky to lose but he accidentally caused jungle boy the win um as jungle boy had like a roll up
1: yeah yeah the he ref got was in the free yeah.
2: count but the ref was distracted yes come on swerve what are you doing and then uh ricky hits the Rochambeau uh slam for the victory um you know the match I, I love both these guys are great they're both young i think ricky starks has just as right uh, uh, just the same right being one of the pillars as any of the other guys even though he's not one um so it's a fresh matchup but you know cut a little short to the interact or the interaction not a inter- distraction geez. yeah um but good action nonetheless and i guess you know They've so swerve and Keith Lee already lost to Hobbs and Starks. Hobbs and Starks have asked for a tag team title shot, but yet they're still embroiled with Keith Lee and Swerve. We've been talking all about FTR winning the tag titles, but they don't really seem to have much of a direction right now going into double or nothing. Whereas, like, this storyline with Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and then these other teams is kind of simmering. So I mean, they just did like a three way tag at the last pay per view with Red Dragon and the Bucks. Do they do it again? Maybe they do that, you know, the week before or, you know, before this. And then we do sneak FTR in there. I don't know. I guess yeah. we'll just see. Yeah. Um, that,
1: that remains an enigma for sure. It, uh, it
2: does. Um, and, yeah. Cause and, FTR can't, they have to be on the card. Like they're so oh, hot sure. right now. Like you can't not put them on the card.
1: Yeah. You're like, they're going to have to fast track that if they do. Because like, this, you know, uh, it didn't need that interference either, you know? Yeah. Like, I think Ricky Starks could have, like, beat him cleanly because, like, what does Jungle Boy stand to gain out of winning the FTW title? Like, nothing, Yeah. you know? So, uh, and they've yeah. been
2: kind of teasing the Christian, you know, heel turn coming, you know, he's getting angry at Jungle Boy, but then still ultimately supporting him. I'm guessing that will officially come whenever they lose the tag titles, which I do think will be sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, still good stuff here, still enjoyable stuff, um, mm-hmm. and not to mention, so two of the matches on Double or Nothing will be the finals of the respective Owen Hart tournaments, so we've mm-hmm. got those set aside as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's five technically. We just don't mm-hmm. know who the other who the competitors are yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, but yes, what is next here? Oh, Jazz. So the Wizard. What do you think about the Wizard, Chris Jericho? <laughs> I, know, I thought that was, I mean,
1: <laughs> I think it's like two weeks in a row now. Yeah, they're deliberately trying to make themselves look a little stupid, you know. For sure. Uh, and like, Jericho has people.
2: given him, he's had like six nicknames in AEW alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, champion, true. the demo god. I don't know. There's more. I don't even know. I'm losing yeah. track at this
1: yeah. point. Yeah. So, yeah. The Le Sec I guess that's him and Sammy, right?
2: But it's it's yeah yeah it's fun though um yeah we got uh Angel, cool hand Angelo Parker calling the fans the AEW Galaxy again which I enjoy because it's just WWE you know, a little, universe little rip yeah. on WWE yeah which is yeah. fun um Jericho dropped and I thought this was super lame but whatever when he said Jericho two sixteen and I just burned your face yeah but. Then we get Mox to come out. Now we're now we're getting some excitement here because yeah, yeah, yeah. there There's, hasn't been any jazz interaction with anyone else really since you know other yeah. than Santana Ortiz and Kingston since they got together. But now with another stable,
1: you know, like and another Jericho. Like
2: large, yeah. Jericho and Mox have plenty of history. You know, Mox took the AEW World Title off him, and he's he, Mox just fed up with their bullshit because yeah. you know what the Blackpool Combat Club is about the opposite of jazz in every single way shape Pretty or much. form they yeah, yeah. are wrestlers they are fighters mm-hmm. they are not sports entertainers yeah um but yeah that was very cool and then did yeah wheeler and danielson and regal all then came out and then Jericho's like oh it's still five on four and then of course we see kingston. eddie kingston with the burn marks on his face yeah. and santana and ortiz coming out um, which Kingston kept the bandage on his face for the New Japan match he had this Oh, weekend. wow, I did like he? That that's pretty cont- wild. He yeah. fought Ishii and he ripped it off midway through, which was cool. But anyway, like the continuity for that. Yeah, um, I do too.
1: This should be like, you know, like assuming this is going to be a double or nothing thing. Yeah. Yeah. So for. then we
2: got, you know, just the, the brouhaha amongst everyone. Uh, Regal, Michael Adams fucking socked Jericho in the face too. He with did. That, he did. That cold left hand. Love it. Um, and yeah, fans were happy and, you know, we've kind of been teasing. It doesn't sound like it's going to be stadium stampede. There's really been not much talk of that blood and guts potentially can be happening. Now. Yuta is over in Japan for the best of the super juniors. Um, so you like, do they have reg? like, I don't think Regal's getting in this, but it's possible. Um, no. but, or you could bring in someone else yeah. like to make it five on five. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could do something bigger or they could stick with Kingston and Jericho in another one-on-one match. But mm-hmm. I think they would definitely need some sort of stipulation. Oh, for sure. And then maybe you do like a three-on-three with or four-on-four with the rest of the guys. I don't know, something like that. But exactly. again, we're so close to the event and we don't know what's going to happen. So they're going to have to fast track it, whatever it may be. But yeah, this was just another fun segment and seeing all these guys interact with each other. Um
1: yeah, cool stuff. A very welcome development.
2: Yes, indeed. And then we get our first uh Owen Hart women's quarterfinal match. And then I loved I've loved the uh kind of back. It's been all backstage build for this, but like these Jamie and Tony Storm have kind of had some nice promo exchanges. They are both uh they were both formerly part of Stardom, the Japanese women's promotion you've heard me talk about that oh, I yeah. love. you know these women are badasses and they can fucking get it. And, again, for about an eight-minute match, I was really entertained by this. I thought this was a great match. I mean, Jamie Hater is someone I've felt has been underrated the whole time. Like, she can wrestle. I remember she had that match with Riho months ago that was awesome. But, like, when she gets a chance, she can go. And you probably haven't – is this maybe your first Tony Storm match or maybe yeah, uh, one yeah, on yeah, Dynamite a few weeks yeah, ago? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is the first one that seemed, you know – She's oh, legit. Yeah, yeah she's she awesome.
2: Um, so, yeah, this was just a fun match. Um, she got her with the Storm Zero pile driver for the victory. Um, you know, there were some German suplexes, some elbows. But, yeah, this felt like your, like your Japanese kind of somewhat strong style type match here. And uh, mm-hmm. you could tell these women had been over there before. And I oh, really yeah. enjoyed it and still hoping and thinking that Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker break up the breakup i'm trying to like aren't they on the same side of
1: the bracket because Britt baker's going up against the joker right
2: and jamie's out now so it'll be Tony storm against the winner of Britt baker and the joker um but i still think this is probably going to happen at some point and it should be awesome so Mm -hmm. uh but yeah happy for tony storm and i think she's got a pretty good chance to win this thing Um, yeah
1: for sure i mean i mean
2: who else is the next is jade jade's in it no, oh, it's else? a Riho and Ruby fought on Rampage, and Ruby won that. Yep. And who else is it? Oh, it's Chris Statlander and Red Velvet.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I mean. So, she's got a pretty clear path to it. Pretty, pretty good has. chance. Yeah. I
2: mean, depending on, but she's going to face either Britt or the Joker. So, right. yeah, that's interesting. The other side of the bracket's a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, um, it was supposed to be Sheeta. But she got replaced by Statlander because I guess she couldn't get some visa issue where she couldn't get something back in time or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But anywho, um, yeah, a good uh first women's match here. And the Riho, you know, we're not gonna talk about Rampage, but Riho and Ruby Soho was also. A very solid match. Ruby got the win. Not as good as the qualifying match the week before with Riho and Yuka Sakazaki, who came over from Japan, who I love. But uh yeah, good stuff indeed. Yes, sir. And now we get to our main event. <laughs> These two psychopaths and uh Jeff Hardy, Jeff Harvey, Harvey. defeats Darby <laughs> Allen, unfortunately. Um Yeah, good, very entertaining, exciting, thrilling, high spots, you know, these guys just trying to kill themselves. Didn't
1: didn't that ladder look extra tall? Yeah. Like it did. Like like it was like, you know, more so than a normal like ladder match ladder. I mean, he's a
2: fucking psycho. Like Lee, I showed that to Lee, who doesn't watch a lot of wrestling. He's like, if he hits like, you know, a foot to the left and his back hits the top of those chairs, like that's not gonna go very well. No, it's not. But, you know, that's Darby Allen. He doesn't give a shit. And um, I don't know how that man's back is still intact. Yeah. Um, but it is. And then we had Hardy. What was Hardy swantonned onto the steel steps mm. outside. That was yeah. a big ouchie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously Darby Allen has modeled his career a lot off of the Hardy boys. There's sure. especially Jeff, who was the more extreme of the two. And I think this was, you know, we the the term dream match gets thrown around a lot. And for me personally, this was not a dream match. But for these two guys, and especially oh, yeah. Darby Allen, it definitely was.
1: Very similar, and a guy who you know, like, can kind of, you know, is a little bit older, but can sort of go at a similar speed, and will just take the similar amount of s. And uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what was entertaining about it. You know, I loved how Jeff Harvey uh, had the uh, primary Both. color, the the the. Uh, undershirt there you know that that was kind of fun they're um, both face painters they're both face painters yeah <laughs> and uh no i mean like it was you know like you said like a very big stunt fest you know a lot of just falling from you know very high areas and you know like seemingly like like a lot of like bocce moves too like a lot of ones where like somebody rolls all the way and then you know you land and you get hurt so just you know a lot of like you know this was jackass but but without the humor
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
2: pretty much. And not and Darby also mit, the, did his classic, like the coffin drop spot where his back hits the apron. The
1: apron, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, Ellie, yeah, and
2: that's just like, like after he already went through those chairs, you know, like probably five minutes after or less. Because yeah. this match only went like 10 minutes and change. So it's yeah, yeah. probably like, all right, guys, you got 10, go out there and go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the finish was unique as yeah. well. I'm not certain. But Darby hit the coffin drop and it might have been, I can't remember, it might have been from you just watched it. Do you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was from the second rope or the top rope? At the I, end? I think it may have been the top rope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he thought, hits yeah. it,
2: he hits it, and Jeff kicks out it too, and then spins him into a crucifix and gets the pin, yeah. which I liked, but it made me think like, has anyone kicked out of the coffin drop? And I know, yeah, I, yeah. I can't think of anyone who has. That's no, why don't... I'm like in my head, did it happen from the second rope? uh but i think you're right i think it was the top yeah, yeah. But it, it all happens so quick too it's right. like boom yeah. he hits it one two reversal one two three yeah um but yeah very very exciting you know you ain't gonna see this type of shit on wwe television i'll tell you that but um you know i've become not that i wasn't a fan of this match that's not what i'm saying at all but i'm less a fan of the car crash type match than i was you know years ago i'm more that's why I like but I think Dave Meltzer gave both this and the opener four and a quarter stars. Uh-huh. I was probably three seven five to 4 on this and four and a quarter on Dax Cole. Yeah. But, like, those two matches are a perfect dichotomy. Match one, Cole and Dax was just straight wrestling, technical throwbacks to some old-school right. shit. Um, and these two guys just car crash. <laughs> like I'm overusing the term, but, you know, stunts, jumping – Going crazy, hurting themselves. And that's who these guys are. They're fucking daredevils. And are, uh, even yeah. Jeff Hardy, you know, at 44 45, whatever, like he's certainly not in as great a shape as he used to be in. He's certainly not as quick, you know, and that shows, but he's still clearly willing to go out there and do this. And do you that. Gotta, I mean, gotta respect him for that. And uh what an I ideal just wish, opponent to do. Yeah, against, for sure. Know? I just wish or think Darby Allen should have won for multiple reasons. Um You know, Jeff is 43, 44, 45, whatever. He doesn't need to win. And they've Mm -hmm. already been kind of like slow building the Hardys against the Young Bucks, which may happen at double or nothing. And if it does, why did Jeff need to win this match? You know, that feud's already simmering. And then Darby versus Adam Cole, I think, would have been a much better matchup. And
1: Jeff, yeah, I agree.
2: So, So we get Jeff and Cole this week on Dynamite. And again, Cole's winning that for sure, Mm -hmm. I would think yeah um but yeah again it was an awesome show i thought you know no down moment the whole time every match every match was good to great i thought you know the mjf segment carried it in terms of segments but there was some other good stuff too and uh good matches i mean you know just even though we don't even though we don't know a lot of matches double or nothing is obviously going to be great you know i've kind of always looked at it even though all four of their pay-per-views are kind of like equal footing, like I've always kind of looked at this one as their biggest just because it was the first. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so uh, we shall see. One thing I wanted to mention from Rampage, even though you didn't watch it. So we had uh, Scorpio Sky. He defeated Frankie Kazarian to retain the TNT title. Thank God. Wasn't flipped again. Uh, Match was okay. It was all right. You know, former tag team champs, first tag team champs. Scorpio's been kind of going showing a little facey recently, whereas Lambert and Ethan Page have definitely still been heels. Um, And they were even kind of strongly teasing a Scorpio face turn. Like before the match during the interview, he told uh, during the Mark Henry, it's time for the main event interview, (laughs) Um, he told Page and Lambert to stay in the back. You could take the night off tonight. They were not too thrilled about that, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, and Scorpio was wrestling like a baby face. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, he was in a submission hold by Kazarian, and it looked like he was either gonna pass out or tap. And Ethan Page came out and clocked um clocked Kazarian with the belt, yeah. And Scorpio ended up getting the win, and he didn't realize that at first, and he was about to get mad at them because again, they've been teasing this face turn, face turn, face turn. And what does he do? He turns and he clocks Kazarian with the belt himself. Yeah. And then Sammy and Ty come in and it's like, okay, wait a second. So you've been teasing this face turn. This guy's probably better off as a face. Mm -hmm. Sammy is the next challenger, but yet you're going to go heel versus heel when Mm -hmm. everyone already fucking hates him. Right. And like, why not turn Scorpio face here? I mean, again, I'm not going to shit on it right now fully because we'll see how it plays out, but I don't want to see Scorpio Sky versus Sammy in a heel versus heel match. Let's just stop. Yeah, this. yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean we've had that already a lot. Exactly. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. Twice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And here clearly he's not going away. And you yeah. know, step back on my comments a little bit, as I've said, like I Sammy and Ty are working his faces. It's yeah. not that much go-away heat for me anymore because what they're presenting on screen is hateable. And, you know, they're still talented individuals. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm happy the title didn't flop again. And he has been saying how he wants to put respect on the title, which, of course, I love. Yeah. Uh, but just, you know, wasn't a big fan of uh, how that all transferred.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, as is one to do with the TNT, you know, title. Yeah. So uh, it needs some respect to be put on it.
2: It really does. Yeah, you know needs- who would be a good person to come back and put some respect on it? Who? Miro miro yeah uh, yeah that would yeah be, that's be. what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. where, where is, is
1: he Cody? where the
2: fuck is miro <laughs>
1: god damn it i mean i guess that i mean that's a pretty good bet for like i guess like the joker coming back double or nothing you know
2: yeah. been long enough again it'll it's i would be shocked if it's not him johnny gargano or cesaro okay um but we'll see yeah i just miss miro you yeah. know yeah, God's no, he's favorite been, God's favorite champion. Yeah, ever since he lost, he's pieced. So I'm pretty sure I know or I believe he was filming something for a while, but I'm pretty sure right now he's just a healthy scratch, you know, yeah. like waiting to figure out creative for him, which is a shame because that's always kind of how WWE was for the longest time. Like they would just pull guys off TV due to lack of creative. And it's like, well, shit. And you know, we've talked a million times about the rosters being too big, and it is so uh i don't know let's try and figure it out tone yeah yeah. no
0: it's about time
2: (laughs) t uh christ you got anything else before we wrap this sucker up oh uh no okay bye bye